Well, good morning. It's good to see you this morning as we continue looking at the first part of the book of Genesis. And uh, let's pray and ask for God's blessing on His Word this morning. Father, as we come before You, as we look at Your Word, may we be challenged at the things that You have for each one of us. Lord, as we look at Noah, help us to recognize the importance of being faithful in every situation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I think probably most of you remember the great theologian, Mr. Miyagi. And everybody remember Mr. Miyagi? If if you remember the story from the Karate Kid, you remember that uh, Daniel was uh, trying to learn to protect himself and this maintenance man at his apartment complex. Come to find out, and knew a little bit about self-defense. And so, uh, Mr. Miyagi taught Daniel. But if you remember when Daniel went over to be trained by Mr. Miyagi, uh, remember what Mr. Miyagi had him do. Wax on, wax off. Paint the fence. And do some other things. And, And as time went on, Daniel began to question what Mr. Miyagi was up to. Well, in our story this morning, Noah had to wonder what God was up to. And from the Karate Kid, Daniel began to to get angry with Mr. Miyagi and, and simply question what this was all about. But we find that Noah did all that God commanded him to do. In this story, we see the amazing grace of God. It says in Genesis 6-8 that, that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But we also see the faithful obedience of a man who didn't know the outcome, but trusted the one who told him what he needed to do. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7 says this, By faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Now as you look at that verse, it's interesting that this is the great faith chapter in in Hebrews chapter 11. And all of those men and women that are that are described there and their stories are shared in Hebrews chapter 11 were people of great faith. But in Noah's story, it's one verse, we see that it begins and ends with faith. It begins by faith. And then it ends, which is according to faith. It's the only one of all of those stories that are recorded there in Hebrews that it begins and ends with faith. Am I saying that the others didn't have faith? Absolutely not. But it's just interesting to see the amazing faith of Noah. Why was he a man of such great faith? And why was faith so difficult for this man Noah? We look at the world around Noah. Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 and through 7 says this, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. 
And the Lord was sorry that He had made man on the earth, and He was grieved in His heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. The world had turned its back on God. In verse 5 that we just read, amazing that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Noah and his family were the only ones who obeyed God. And it was so bad that the world needed total judgment. Now, before we go on with the story, just want to talk just about the idea of this being a myth. In fact, if you look up the story of Noah and the ark in Wikipedia, it refers to it as a myth. And it, and it talks about different cultures and, and the myth of this great flood. However, I want to warn you that it is very dangerous to consider it just a story, a myth. Throughout the Bible, there are many references to Noah and to the flood. History from other ancient cultures refer to a catastrophic flood. World geology and geologic features point to catastrophic events. Prophecies concerning end times connect the culture of, of the days of Noah to what's going to be taking place. In fact, if you go to Matthew chapter 24 and, and Jesus speaking, connects what things will be like in the end times as into the days of Noah. You see, the authors of Scripture did not consider it a myth. Just a story. They didn't consider it just a story. And if you look at what's taken place in our world, we can recognize the truthfulness of God's Word and included in that the truthfulness of the ark and the flood. Others say, well, maybe it was just a local flood, but that goes in complete contrast to why God sent the flood to destroy the earth. And we see that the world was completely anti-God with one exception. Noah. A man who stood out. Genesis 6, verses 8 and 9 says this, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. We've been singing about God's grace this morning and even in the midst of judgment, we see the grace of God. And he goes on in verse 9 and says, This is the geology or genealogy, excuse me, of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. Verse 9 tells us that he was just or righteous and that he was blameless. You have to recognize that Noah lived to please God and he had integrity with the people. Even those who were completely opposed to him had to recognize his faithfulness to his God and the integrity of that he had. He was perfect in his generation. He was a man of integrity. His goal was to please God, not conform to the culture. 
as a foundation of, of what we've been looking at throughout these first chapters in Genesis and the adult study that goes on at, during the 10.30 hour, we recognize a biblical worldview and Noah was alone in having a biblical worldview. He stood alone when the world stood for the opposite. And as we see Noah's faith, we can recognize that is difficult because it's extremely hard to stand alone. We have a picture that uh, you may be familiar with from 1989. You remember that picture? And I remember, I, I can remember seeing that on the TV screen a few years ago, about 1989. And to think, wow. What must have been going through that young man's mind? To stand there in front of those tanks in Tiananmen Square. But Noah was a man who stood alone against the whole world that had turned its back on God. And the culture was so bad, it's the comparison to what things are going to be like in the end times when everything is chaos and corruption. And that was the picture. As in the days of Noah, so it will be in the end times. To stand alone demonstrated his incredible faith. And I don't know about, well, I'm pretty confident about you because I know about me, it is hard to stand alone. But not only did he stand out or he stood, he stood alone, but we see that Noah was a man who stepped up. Genesis 6.22 says, Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. In Genesis 7.5, And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. And also in 7.9 and 7.16, we see the fact that, that Noah followed completely the commands of God. And that is difficult. But it's even more difficult when you look what God asked him to do. And God asked him to obey even when Noah was not able to know exactly how things were going to turn out. He had never been involved in a worldwide flood before. He had never seen what God said was coming. But yet he chose to obey. It's easy for me to obey, or easier for me to obey, when I say, okay, if I obey, this is going to be the outcome. But am I willing to obey when I don't know how it's going to turn out? By faith, Noah. He trusted God even not being able to see the end. And he obeyed God when God asked him, to do something that was unique. We'll use that word. Crazy. God asked him to build a gigantic boat in the middle of dry land. And it wasn't like he could pull up his new four-wheel drive and, and attach it and take it down to the lake. 
Can you imagine what the people around Noah were saying? This guy has lost his marbles. I mean, think about the size of the ark. It was a football field and a half long. It wasn't some yacht trying to get through a bridge in Europe. This was really strange. But Noah did all that God commanded him to do. What about us? Are we willing to say, alright God, I don't understand what you're doing here, but I know that you've called me to do this and I'm going to step up and do it. J. Oswald Sanders said this, Faith enables the believing soul to trust the future as the present and the invisible as seen. That's faith. But we also see that Noah was a man who waited on God. Chapter 8 and verse 1 says, Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark, and God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters subsided. Going on to verses 15 and 16 of chapter 8, it says, Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. And so Noah did that. And, and we intentionally read the end of that portion of the story. Because the verses previous talked about how Noah spent over a hundred years in preparation for this time. In fact, in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 2, God's grace is seen, but He said that men were only evil and they were going to be judged. And so God gave them 120 years. Shortly after that, Noah showed up and God started providing the rescue plan to protect from the flood. And so for over a hundred years, Noah waited. And then the animals came and Noah and his family and the animals entered the ark and then it was almost a year time frame. God closed the door. The waters came 40 days and 40 nights. And then it says that the, that, the, that the rain stopped, but the water remained on the earth. And they talk about another 150 days and another 40 days. And then they talk about Him sending out birds and a week here and a week there and 40 days. So it was about a year before they were able to exit the ark. The faith of Noah... Standing alone is incredibly difficult. Obeying when we don't see the results or can't envision what the end will look like is difficult. But waiting on God and continuing to be faithful even though time seems to continue on and there's no changes is very difficult. It says in 2 Peter chapter 2 that, that Noah was a preacher of righteousness and what Noah would do. Can you imagine his work schedule? Today, 7.30, go to the hardware store, see if they have any more gopher wood. 8 o'clock, show up at the building site. 
8 to 5 build, quick dinner, go into town, warn people of the judgment, go to bed. Tuesday, 7.30, go to the hardware store, see if they have any gopher wood. 8 o'clock, building site. 5 o'clock, quick dinner, go into town, warn the people of the coming judgment. For day after day, month after month, year after year, Noah warned the people and not one person turned to follow God. But Noah was faithful. By faith, Noah. He built the ark. He warned the people day after day. It would have been so easy for Noah to stop. To say, "All right, God, you've talked about this. Nothing's happening. No one's changing their mind. I'm done. But Noah continued on. How could he do that? He could do that because he had seen God's faithfulness and he trusted God for his future. And in this story, we see God's faithfulness. He protected Noah and he kept his promise. We're reminded of God's faithfulness every time we see a rainbow. Genesis 9, 11-13 says this, Thus I establish... Thus I establish my covenant, God speaking with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for, it, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. We see God's promise and Noah knew that when he was on God's side he was going to be victorious and he could trust God to be faithful and we have that same promise the promise of God's faithfulness in our lives for our salvation and for our daily living it's amazing even in the midst of judgment we see God's grace and God's mercy the ark itself, which provided safety for Noah and his family. It's interesting, it says there in, in chapter 6, describing how Noah built the ark and God gave directions. And by the way, engineers have studied the dimensions, the layout of the ark, and they recognize this was incredibly sturdy and stable. God knew what He was doing. But then he says, and you're going to take and you're going to put pitch on the ark to protect it from the water getting in. And that Hebrew word for pitch is the same word that we use for atonement. A covering. What a picture of God's atonement. The covering of our sin provided through Jesus Christ. God is busy pitching for us. Providing the covenant, cover, the covering through His Son. And then the door. Now we know the door kept those who had turned their back on God from entering the ark, but it also 
allowed entrance for those who trusted in God, Noah and his family. In John chapter 10, Jesus said, I am the door. It's a picture of a shepherd that, that would have the sheep in there in the sheep pen, the sheepfold at night, and he would be the door, the protection to keep the enemy out and to keep them safe. God's faithfulness. Why could Noah trust God when he had to stand alone? Why could Noah trust God when God asked him to do things that seemed crazy or unique? Why was Noah able to trust God even though he had to wait and wait and wait? He could because he knew he had a faithful God. And just like Noah, we have that same faithful God who desires relationship with us. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, in the eyes of God. And Noah was a man who was righteous and perfect in his generation. Now, he wasn't perfect without sin, but the idea of a man of integrity. And it says, and Noah walked with God. And we're called to do the same. Let's pray. Father, as we come before you, may we recognize that you are Almighty God. May we recognize that our hope is in You alone. And as we look at this story of Noah, a, a unique story, but a powerful reminder to us that we can trust You. And that trust leads to obedience. Lord, help us to recognize that. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.